You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private. Christian. Affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Hey, Kate. Do you know what time it is? Um, yeah, it's 3.50 Central Standard Time. (laughs) No... It's turkey lurkey time. What's that from? <laughs> hey there, welcome back. To another episode of What's That From? This week, we'll be exploring the musical Promises, Promises. Ooh, ah, promises, promises. More like, um, cheating, cheating. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's what they should have named it. Cheater, cheater. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's literally, um. The plot of the show. That's the plot. That's the 30 second plot challenge. (laughs) More like two second plot challenge. Cheats, cheats. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, wow. Yeah, this one was a a wild ride for sure, but. Do you want to give a go for a 30 second challenge? I was just waiting for you to ask me. I was like, is he going to like just skip over it? Like, did we make (laughs) a joke and we're skipping it? We didn't. 30 seconds on the clock. Are you ready? All right. um, I'm prefacing this by I'm not using any character names. I'm just going to give a basic overview. Okay. Three, two, go. Guy wants to work his way up in a corporate office, decides to give his apartment to higher ups to have affairs so that he can move up. So he's buying his way. And then there's a girl involved who the boss is having an affair with, but that he also loves. And he's having the affair in his apartment. So it's this like weird triangle thing. And then in the end, obviously everything goes right in the wrong way. Good. You had five seconds left. Thanks. Great. (laughs) nice that was good it's kind of like uh, I, I feel like the thing with like a lot of these like this musical is from the 60s I feel like they're all very like here's the big plot like they're all just like very like who done it there's a relationship issue oh no we're yeah. in the corporate office you know what I mean yeah yeah but we could we could dive a little deeper and get some characters. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean that's it's really hard not to expand on this because there's really not that much detail with it i mean it's this guy works for the company like you said wants to move up and the way he moves up in the company or gets ahead or gets himself in good favor is to loan his apartment to his other associates so that they could cheat on their wives secretly because they can't bring them at home or they'll get caught and he has been eyeing this girl who was like a waitress at the restaurant in the company building and um he like starts to talk to her and like finally gets her to like want to go out on a date with him but then he gets set up by her because she's actually been having an affair with the boss and um yeah that's yeah. like the like, first chunk of it 
Yeah, I feel like that's like, yeah, I think the main thing. And then he kind of is like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, I don't want to be giving my apartment like for everyone. And they're like, well, then where are we supposed to take our like affair for only like 20 or 30 minutes? Like, I don't want to get a whole hotel room if it's only going to be like an hour. And I don't want to like take them home because I'll get caught. So then they're all like, darn, what are we going to do? And then, um, and then the big plot twist is that so Fran is the waitress who's having this affair with the boss who obviously she's like one of many affairs that he's had. So she's like, I thought you loved me. And he's like, yeah, (laughs) she's like, oh, and then, so she gets really depressed and she tries to commit suicide. In yeah. his apartment. In, in like the main character's apartment. Yes. His name is Chuck. Chuck's yeah. apartment. In Chuck's yeah. apartment. So she tries to commit suicide. And then Chuck comes up with this like drunk girl that he meets at this bar when they're both like sad. And then he comes up there with this drunk woman that he meets at a bar because they're both like, it's Christmas and they're and lonely. And lonely. And then he comes upstairs and she's just like passed out in his room. And he's like, what? what <laughs> and so then um they get a doctor to go or he calls um the boss and he's like i can't come help you like i'm with my family if i leave my family they're gonna know that i'm cheating and then he he's like here like with the doctor so then the doctor comes and they help take care of her. yeah and then they like take care of her for like a little while like they take care of her and then they like start playing games and like hanging out because they're like nursing her back to health, you know. And then and, and they're worried that like if they leave her alone, that she'll try to kill herself again. So they're trying to like keep her under like watch, yeah. the whole time. And then like Chuck and Fran start having like little heart to hearts about like, oh, love's the worst. Like this sucks. Like and they're like always playing card games and doing whatever in the apartment. And then. um finally like the office kind of like gets set straight like um yeah like uh when somebody finds out that she's been staying there at chuck's apartment and um since to get back at him for like not letting anybody cheat on their wives at his apartment they um tell friend's brother and he goes to save her because he thinks something's going on it's, he thinks that she's being like kept, held captive there and he punches Chuck in the face to release his sister. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This second, this second act is like, yeah, so it, I'm like, Whoa. It wild. Yeah. Like it, it gets so wild. Yeah. And then, uh, um, and then in the end, uh, they obviously, the boss. they out the boss to his wife yeah. and, then it sort of ends with Fran and Chuck, like kind of discovering like, Oh, like, so you do love me kind of thing. And then it ends. Kind of dark. It is kind of dark. Kind of like grimy and dark. Yeah. It is kind of dark, which is so odd because I feel like all the promotional material and, or the way that they presented it, like does not look like that. It's like promises, promises, a musical comedy. (laughs) And and the music is so bubbly. Yeah, it's all like ba 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 ba. Like <laughs> yeah, it's literally. all bubbly. Yeah, it is kind of. And then I think the thing that's also a little misleading, I guess, like the promises promises title, I feel like is really in reference to like the executives promising that they'll like make him 
a higher up if he does this stuff for them. But I really thought the promises, promises thing was going to be about like a cute love story. And then it was like so many people cheating and selling out an apartment. Right. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is not what I would have expected by the promotional material. It's also kind of like promises, like your promise that you kept to your wife, but that you're breaking. Like promises, promises. Yeah, promises, yeah. promises. <laughs> I <laughs> promise I made to my wife. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's funny it's like it's such an odd thing like i feel like with um the pajama game too i feel like a lot of these uh shows that are older some of the the topics i'm like did we need to do that yeah but you know it's so tough like again like this has another kind of thing that pajama game gave me um less because the pajama game wasn't as grimy as this um pajama game was a little more like a leaning on the side of gross but this was like full-on like the whole plot is everybody just making bad decisions of being gross and but and what i was saying was in the same way it's hard because like there are parts of the plot and the story that just like make me want to cringe, but the music I'm in love with, like I love the music in the Java game, love the music in this, like yeah, so good. I love '60s music, like I yes. love, I love, and the I, style. I think it's like I think it's important to note like this musical premiered in 1968, so it's from the '60s, um, and it was written by, so the music was by Bert Backrock. I think so. And um, with lyrics by Hal David and um, Backrock was like a 60s composer. Like he just wrote like a, pop, like a pop music writer. Yeah. And so I think that that's yeah. what's so cool about the music from Promises Promises is like, it sounds like the radio tunes of the time. Right. Like this was like, I <laughs> do not quote me on this, but this was like, Hamilton you know what I mean not in the sense of like how revolutionary it is but in the sense of like it's not Broadway music it's contemporary like what's like what people listen to on the radio yeah. kind of music there, you know, there like, was okay wait there's a like a review from the New York Times it says um what really set it apart was its score written by the solid gold pop composer Burt Backrock with lyrics by Hal David Mr. Backrock introduced to Broadway not only the ins- the insistently rhythmic commercial jingle buoyancy of the 1960s softcore radio fair, but also a cinematic use of Teflon smooth offstage backup vocals. Which is cool. Yeah, I love I love the harmonies and the backup vocals here in the like always ambiently in the background. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, the music is phenomenal. And I think it's because and a lot of these songs are like standalone songs as well. Yeah. So like the um like uh say a little prayer and um what is that one? The house is not a home. Right, they were added for the revival. Yes. And those so those were just popular songs written by the composer. But the thing is, uh House Is Not a Home is like my favorite. Like I know it's not really one of the music songs from the musical, but that is my favorite song in the whole show. Like I love that song. I feel like it's it's a, but it's one of those there are some songs I feel like just throughout history that are inherently theatrical. I feel yeah. like that's one song that like you can't just like stand up in front of like a band and just like rock out to it. Like you have to like be feeling something to sing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 
pleasure. Yeah. I like that song and um, Whoever You Are, I Love You. Yeah. I really liked those. Yeah. And I'll, I'll Never Fall in Love Again. I really like that. That's a good too. song, too. Yes. And my personal favorite song is the um, the You'll you'll Think of Someone, that little yeah. duet that they have. It's just so cute. All of them are so, like, delicate and cute. They're so cute. Yeah, like, even Upstairs, even though it's about, like, the guys going to cheat on their wives, I thought that song was so cute. Me too. And also, like, I just think a lot of these songs, too, like, for the men out there, like, there are some really good male songs in here that I think you could, like, act really well. Like, I thought, like, She Likes Basketball. I've never heard someone sing that. Also, like, Upstairs, like, I don't know. There were a lot of songs where I was like, oh, my God, why have I never heard someone sing this? I sang um, Half as Big as Life for my um, chorus line audition because it's like that kind of like retro music, musical theater yeah. sound. So, yeah. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI, and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, the music is great. Like, would highly recommend. Also, the most ignorant thing I've ever done was scheduling this musical for thanksgiving week because of turkey lurkey time when literally the whole musical is about christmas yeah <laughs> i literally was like turkey lurkey time promises promises incredible i guess that really <laughs> proves i literally knew nothing also half the lyrics in turkey lurkey time are like jingle, bells, snowy, jingle bells. yeah it's snowy blowy christmas i'm toeing christmas i'm like turkey lurkey it's thanksgiving and um incorrect so lol yeah whoopsie there were some pretty cool people, though, involved in the original production, like um, Michael Bennett choreographed it. Yes. So um, before the chorus line, when he was like more on the rise, which iconic Turkey Lurkey is one of the best musical theater dance numbers in history. So good. And, and it has nothing to do with the plot. Nothing to do with it. <laughs> and then there's a Christmas party. And then the rest of the plot happens. Like, and then these girls are like whacking and like throat breaking their necks. <laughs> yeah, they really are giving it their all. But like, I think the thing too is like this original production of it in 1968 ran for 1,281 performances. Wow. That's a lot of performances. The revival ran for 291 performances. Yeah. So well, like, that's probably just because it's a little outdated. Oh, it definitely is. And so, but I think it's interesting to like, no, like in the sixties, this was this was doing great. People were like, yeah. we're really eating this up. And um, Jerry Orbach was in it. He's a big name. He won a Tony Award for it. Um, he won Best Actor, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. and so did um, who else won the Marion Mercer for Best Featured Actress? Yes, and I think actually, did she play the same role that uh, Katie Finneran played in the revival? Because that was like the same thing. Like I guess that must just be like a really standout role. Yeah, I love that song. Yeah, it was cute. It was really cute. Yeah. That was one of those songs where I was like, "Wait, I feel like I've heard this before," and was like, "What's that from?" <laughs> a classic. We love when we get the line dropped, you know. Yeah. Um, I really liked um the Tony Award performance for the revival too, from Rob Ashford choreographed it. Those girls were. It's- 
spinning around and then they were literally stepping on the rolly chair being rolled around while their leg was in like a ponche on that rack. it was so good it was so good and they were all being like whacked around on the desk like literally like dropping into the splits like yeah. flipping i was like yeah, wait, yeah actually, I'm, I'm i take back everything my favorite song is the overture yeah yeah, I was like, yeah, they they really did just do that. Like nobody spoke a single word on their Tony performance. <laughs> like, Kristen Chenoweth was not even present. They were like, we don't yeah. need her. I like her voice in this. I really liked it. One of the reviews I read that was like, Kristen Chenoweth's voice just like doesn't like isn't. What did they say? It was just like it wasn't her style or something. And I was like, I think she sounds perfect. I think she sounds great. I know that's what I thought too. I I read a lot of reviews though that that character is kind of like ho hum like a kind of i don't know like beaten down character and she's too like powerful people are like she looks like she has too much like power so it's hard to believe that she like is so weak right but it's kind of a backwards compliment right i thought she sounded good yeah she did sound really good Sean Hayes was nice. I thought, I thought he sounded good too, and I, I mean, he got good reviews. the The revival overall did not really get great reviews. Um, people said it's just kind of cringy. This whole like secretary is an object selling rooms to cheat on your wife thing. It just like gets old. I think. Right. You know what I mean? So the, I, yeah. I don't know. I think in 2010 it was like, why? But the dancing is so good. Yeah, it was great. It's like a vehicle for like really talented people to do really cool stuff. But like the story just, just gotta go. Right. It's a lot of old shows. I know. And the music is so good. I wish you could just like take all the music, like let's keep those. And then like, let's just like make it a little new plot. I know people, they, they do that with movies all the time. They remake movies all the time. Yeah. And like, we could totally just rewrite musicals and update them. Yeah. This is based on a movie, actually. Um, the Apartment, a 1960 film that starred Shirley MacLaine. You gotta love it. Love it. It's supposed to be like a really good movie, too. I was kind of like skipping through clips of it. Um, but it's like supposed to be in like, it says on Wikipedia, it says that it's regarded as one of the greatest films ever made. Wow. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I'll give it a, a look. Maybe I'll add it to my watch list. The apartment. The apartment. Yeah, but I do think that, um, I don't know, I wish, I do think that I would, like, highly recommend this album. And I wish I could have seen the production of it, either production of it. I would have just loved to see the full thing. Because there is not a lot uh, of videos, really. Like, Mm -hmm. concert stuff or, like, a few, like, the Tonys or... And I tried, oh my gosh, do not watch Promises, Promises on Amazon Prime. It's not the movie that this is based off of or anything about. <laughs> what was it? It was like this, it was an old movie, but I started watching it and I was like, hmm, this does not seem correct. <laughs> like it was just not even remotely the same. Thing. So if you're looking to watch Promises, Promises, this would be a great movie musical, though. Like a hairspray. Like, I could see... Because I think what people were saying about the success of the revival was, like, solely based on Mad Men being a fad. Oh, right. Like, wow, that'd be so cool if they made, like, a Mad Men, like, really chic, like, movie of this. Yeah, definitely. 
ramp up the script, make it a little more, I mean, a little less um, insulting. Yeah, and I think it could be like, no, I think it could be cool. You heard it here first, folks. The Promises, Promises movie. <laughs> yeah, there's just kind of an underappreciated. Uh, I think a lot of these songs people could sing in a cabaret or something, or and none of them are too long. Like they all are like the perfect little length. I thought they don't like ever go anywhere like crazy, like ridiculous, like impressive. But like it doesn't really like call for it. Like they're all just kind of like sweet, bubbly, chill songs. But like there's a lot of like musical elements that are really interesting that they do. That I think it's because it sounds more like just like pop music from the '60s. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why do you think they added those songs in the 2010 revival? I think because they wanted to get Kristen Chenoweth more songs. Fair. Yeah, because I think she was a star and they were like, we need to give her more content. Yeah, she kind of didn't have that much except for those songs, I guess. I bet she might have probably even asked for them. When I first listened to the album, I was like, this is Glee. (laughs) (laughs) All of these songs from Glee. Yeah. Wow. I was like, so Glee did teach me something, huh? She sang um, A House is Not a Home on Glee, too. Yeah, and so did Kurt. And... Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Thank goodness. But say a little prayer. That's like, I, I associate that with, with Glee. Glee. Way more. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I literally was like, my jaw dropped. Because I think on the album, for whatever reason, if, I don't know if they come right after another... But I just, like, both of them came on, and I was like, no way. No way! I was like, I'm just watching an episode of Glee right now. <laughs> oh, yes, because Turkey Lurkey time with the with the Kiki. When they do the Let's yeah. Have a Kiki. Sarah Jessica Parker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, Let's Have a Kiki Turkey Lurkey time. I totally forgot. <laughs> yeah, it's too good. What would you um rate this show, Promises Promises? I think I'd have to give it, like... A six. I love the music. Like, I really love the music. And, like, I've liked most of the music that we've listened to, but, like, mm-hmm. I've been listening to Promises, Promises on repeat. Like, I can't, like, it's stuck. I can't stop listening to it. Yeah. I think if it was based on story, like, the show itself, I'd give it maybe, like, a four, four and a half. But because I do like the score so much, it does, like, curve it up to, like, a five and a half, six. Yeah. Because, like, and I think, too, what's really great about Promises, Promises is the orchestrations. Like, I Mm. think the songs are good, but, like, the orchestrations are also just, like, what? Like, that's why the overture, like, I feel emotions from simply just the overture. And it's, like, it's, like, the kind of music that just, like, if you didn't dance to it, you'd be doing it a disservice. Like, it's just so good. There's that one really good dance break in one of those songs. I don't, was it the Christmas one? But they're at the bar. Oh, that's the um, the the fa- a fact can be a beautiful thing. Yeah, there was like a really good dance break with a bunch of good music. Well, because that's with the that's the girl. That's the part that everyone wins a Tony for. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll get to see it. I doubt though that people don't ever do this show. Yeah. Yeah. I know the end was kind of cheesy too. I mean, I liked it, but like on the album, I was like, "Oh no!" And I was like, I could just tell that this is like the last line of the show. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, "I love you," and she's like, "Sorry, I didn't hear you." What? And he's like, "I just adore you," and she's like, "Deal me another hand," and like, it's <laughs> done. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, jeez, no." <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
tongue in cheek, like sixties. What's with the sixties though? Doing like so many shows about climbing the executive ladder. Yeah, literally, how to succeed. This, yeah, yeah. I would like literally recommend this album a hundred percent. The revival, flawless vocals. Yeah, I'd like to. I honestly have to admit that I didn't listen to much of the old recordings mm. that there are, are i think there's some on youtube yeah. so i should check those out but i suggest listening to kristen chenoweth yeah i just think you can't go wrong with her voice and the album is not that long like it's like a perfect little length every song is just like a perfect little bit well i think this is a wrap on promises promises yeah this is our uh, our thanksgiving <laughs> episode turkey lurkey thanksgiving <laughs> Yeah, happy, happy, happy Thanksgiving to all of you listening right now. Yeah, <laughs> to all of our all of our listeners out there. Eat some turkey lurkey, do some uh, loosey goosey, and uh, and um, don't break your promises. <laughs> I was trying so hard to find a pun. I was really like aggressively reading this list of songs. <laughs> I was like, oh no, no, no! <laughs> the house is not a home. See you next week. <laughs> well, we'll see you next week. Yeah. Check out our Instagram for our Musical Monday reveal. Yes. Our Instagram handle is WTF underscore B-Way. That's WTF underscore B-W-A-Y. Like Josh said, every Monday we reveal our musical so you can listen and learn before we review it on Wednesday. We'll see you then. Woohoo! Big announcements to come. Big announcements. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.